the gym. I'm old stomping grounds. <laughs> Hank Patterson, fly fishing guide. Riley Smith, tight end. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, you wouldn't happen to be the kicker. No, tight end. Again, thank you. I'm looking for a kicker for Lithia Ford's fall kickoff sale. But you're not the kicker. No. Yeah. Now nah, the kicker's probably taller. In a lot better shape, so... Okay. What uh, position do you play? Tight end. Squats. Yeah. Try it sometime. I may be retired, but I still have finances to manage. With direct deposit and automatic payments, ICCU makes it easy to spend less time banking and more time baking. Rowpaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics, is going all in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and ten 20-win seasons. It's Coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of Rowpaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe. Oh, no. Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. This is Bronco Nation News Live. The best interviews, the most informed opinions, the latest breaking news, all from the top Boise State insiders. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Can Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Can Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Now, here's four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, B.J. Rains, with another edition of Bronco Nation News Live. Hey, how we doing, Boise State fans? Welcome on in. Bronco Nation News live here at bronconationnews.com. It is a Tuesday edition, and that means we have our man Jay Tuss, sports director over at KTVB. It's a Taco Bell Tuesday here at Bronco Nation News. And uh, Jay, uh, plenty to talk about. Uh, it was good seeing you at the press conference yesterday, and uh, finally uh, a win to talk about here. Yeah, thank goodness, man. Uh, what an what a game, too. I don't know if I have ever seen the range of emotions swing as much as they did um, in a game at Albertson Stadium as they did last Saturday. The first half could not have gone worse, um, especially the you know first, uh, what, 25 minutes of the first half. And then uh, the second half uh, couldn't have gone any better. I mean, uh, to pitch a second half shutout, get a victory, big-time performance, uh, big-time bounce back, I would say. 
Well, we're going to talk mostly football on the show. May sneak in a, a basketball thought or two, but I think, uh, Jay, if we uh, if we can make it work to have you join us on Thursday for the second appearance this week, we might be able to pull that off. I'll be, we'll both be traveling on well, I'll be traveling on Friday. We'll see. But uh, I am heading down to uh, Mountain West Basketball Media Days in Las Vegas, so stay tuned for full coverage the next couple of days, Wednesday and Thursday. We'll have a live interview tomorrow with Gloria Navarez, the Mountain West Commissioner. We'll have Gordy Presnell and uh, some of the women's players. Players. And then all day Thursday, we're going to hear from obviously Leon Rice, uh, Max Rice, and Tyson Degenhardt. We're scheduled to have live interviews on Radio Row with uh, Nico Medved, the Colorado State coach, Brian Dutcher, San Diego State, Jeff Linder, Wyoming. Uh, you go down the line, uh, Steve Alford, New, uh, Nevada, uh, Richard Patino, New Mexico. I think nine of the 11 coaches were scheduled to have live on the show couple of players as well so full coverage all day thursday uh the media days are at resorts world but our headquarters obviously will be over at circa we'll do the show uh tomorrow morning from circa i believe before we head over to women's the uh, women's media day and uh, we don't have the time yet jay toss but we are scheduled maybe one of the first times in history i don't know but uh we are working on it with both sids a live interview on the bnn set with both mark few and Leon Rice on uh, Thursday. So uh, both media days are down there at uh, Resorts World at the exact same time. And uh, if we could pull that off, that'd be pretty cool. Leon Rice and Mark Few. Yeah, they're, they're obviously good buddies. So um, if not, just have them FaceTime each other and record that. There you go. I'm sure that's something Leon would probably do. Uh, by the way, John Anderson had asked me at the scrimmage if the Vanguard game was a home-and-home. Home. Uh, I have confirmed that is not the case. Uh, no home-and-home home for Vanguard. Uh, but John Anderson, love you, man. Uh, I was uh, doing some work last night about 10.30, and the phone rings, and I'm like, who's calling me at 10.30 at night? The rest of my family's sleeping. It yeah. was J. It was J.A., and you know what? I, I put that thing on speaker while I was working and had a nice 15-minute chat with John last night, and he asked about the Vanguard again, and I said, I'll check, and I have confirmed no, Vanguard is not a home-and-home, home, Jay. That's the way to go with J Johnny. Uh, he asked me that, too, at, at uh, the Bora-Boise game last Thursday. Epic game. Uh, I'm pretty sure I told him it wasn't then, but either way, uh, he wants Oh, you already to knew it wasn't. I had to confirm, he, man. He Vanguard? Wa he, he wants to confirm through multiple sources, which yes. I appreciate his diligence. And he watches yeah. every day. I tell you, man, he every single day. I know he's watching right now, whether it's live or on tape. So, man, we appreciate it. And uh, he actually wants to uh, – we're trying uh, – one, one of your shows, Jay, he wants to make a guest appearance. So I don't know how we can make it work. Oh, absolutely. If, Let's do it. If uh, Tammy can help us out or what. But at some point, we got to get uh, – got to find a way to get uh, John on on the morning show here and uh, we'll, we'll figure something out at some point John but uh, appreciate you as uh, always uh, for watching bud uh we do have a uh, let's see here um I was going to do our mention a new sponsor but I don't have the prop yet so I'm going to have my wife go get the prop for the new sponsor if you don't mind uh downstairs then I can uh, show it uh but uh Jay uh the two quarterback system we heard yesterday that it's going to continue um it yeah. sounds like Taylor Green is the starter. I think they said focal point is going to be Taylor Green of the offense. So um, I'm going to be very curious to see. Do you know what the actual? I know you count this stuff, and I have the. I was tracking it myself and didn't finish the fourth quarter, so I don't have the final numbers. But do you know what the snap counts were for Green and uh, Madsen? Oh, uh, I know that. I'm pretty sure that Maddox. Uh, one of them was on the field for 32. Let me see really quick. Stall real quick. I'll get it. I'll do the sponsor read because I got the. Uh, I got the prop I was looking for. Bronco Brew Coffee, a new sponsor of ours here on uh, BNN, and uh, we appreciate them for coming on board. You can see uh, right here I've got the new coffee. We appreciate uh, 
Our friend Mike Sanford also is a big friend of Bronco Brew Coffee. So it is roasted to order fresh new coffee. And uh, again, they don't they don't roast it until you order it. So they don't sell this in the stores. You got to get it online. And uh, they have different ways you can help Boise State with this. But uh, this is a officially licensed product by Boise State, and it goes directly to the student-athletes. You can go to their website, broncobrew.coffee, and the way this works is you can they're going to be continuing to add athletes. Markel Reed's on there right now, Kobe Young. They got some softball, some volleyball players. But literally every student athlete that sells one of these gets like a couple bucks from the from the bag of coffee. So it is a way for them to make some money in the NIL deal. They have special links for each of the athletes, but you can go on there, choose the athlete you want to make some money for this, and uh, the money goes directly to the student athlete. There's also a QB1 fund where you can just put the money into a general fund, and they're going to try to get, you know, they'd love to get $100,000, and that's just 70, 700 people. 700 people that uh, make the switch to Bronco Brew Coffee and, and get a you know a subscription. They, they send you the bags regularly so you have your coffee every morning, and they would get $100,000 a year for the NIL fund at Boise State. So uh, they're working with Joe Nickel and the collective. As I said, they're officially licensed, official partner of Boise State Athletics and supporting Boise State Athletics with every sip. So it's a very new product, and it's specialty coffee. It's delicious. It's awesome. You heard uh, – Mike Sanford talking about it last night. He he's not sponsoring him. He pays for it, but he just loves the coffee. So um, if you if you like Boise State and you like coffee, go on to broncobrew.coffee, buy an order of coffee today and support uh, or buy a bag and support uh, our newest sponsor, Bronco Brew Coffee at BroncoNationNews.com. We'll be telling you more about them moving forward. I think the uh, gentleman that runs that might uh, come on for a couple minutes next week and tell us about it during the bye week. But, uh, Jay, a cool concept, coffee, and it helps uh, Boise State student-athletes at the same time. Yeah, anything that helps that NIL world for those kids, is, uh, is it seems like it has potential. So um, that's cool to see, I, I, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So did you get our snap count? Yeah, I did. Uh, I said I can't remember which one was at 32. Taylor Green, 32 snaps. Maddox Matson, 35 snaps. So at the end of the day, Maddox Matson played a little bit more than Taylor Green in that game, despite the fact that Taylor Green was the starter. If you kind of look at that run pass call when those guys were in the game, uh, heavily <clears throat> in favor of the pass when it came to Maddox and heavily in favor of the run when it came to Taylor. I think uh, 21 pass calls out of 35 snaps for Maddox Matson compared to nine pass calls in uh, 32 snaps. For Taylor Green. So um, that's kind of what you would expect. They said that, you know, there's things that Maddox can do in the past game that they really like in terms of anticipation, getting through reads and things like that. Uh, we saw it work out a number of times for him, too. So um, I, I think that's the way that you would probably probably have expected it to play out once you broke it all down. Do you expect it to uh, change it all moving forward? I would think that the game plan would be to play Taylor a little bit more. I think the flow of that game against uh, San Jose State probably, you know, made Boise State realize they might have to pass a little bit more to get back in this thing. And then once they got back in it, Taylor started to play a little bit more, right? So, uh, and they started to run the ball really effectively. And again, as we mentioned last week, Taylor's presence on the field certainly helps the the ground game for Boise State. Um, so I, I would expect, <clears throat> I mean. I think it's really hard to predict in all honesty, BJ, because, again, if one guy catches fire, especially Taylor Green, I, I think that, so that would really dictate how much who plays when. Um, but I, I would think, like, they would want it more in, like, the, the 60, 40, 70, 30 range in favor yeah. of Taylor if they if the game plan goes, like, as they, you know, more typical versus getting down 27 to 7. Hey, Jay, uh, 
turn your mic up just a tad. I'm going to turn mine down just a tad. Bill L says that uh, you're always low right. and I'm always high. I also talk very loud, so that doesn't help things. But yeah, I do, I do um, too. So sorry about that, Bill. Turn yours uh, up a little bit and uh, just turn it. I don't know what number you're at there. Uh, I, isn't this fun to do? It is. All right. I think that should be better. All right. And I turned mine uh, down just a tad. You can still hear me okay? Yep. Gotcha. All right. All right. So we'll uh, we'll roll with that. Bill, appreciate that. Let us know. Bronco Bill, race. Bill is the only guy that's ever asked me to turn my volume up. <laughs> Bill says appreciate that. Here you go, Bill. We, uh, we're, we're on the fly. We You, you ask and we deliver right there. So um, let's see. Uh, not to be a Debbie Downer, Jay, but uh, Maddox Madsen's interception put them in the 14-0 hole. There was a lot going on there on offense, and um, I mean the turnover did lead the point points. If you really wanted to say that, that that'd be fine. Um, I don't know, man. It, I think that everybody want it's it's crazy how uh, the argument has continued, kind of on social media about who wants about about yeah about which fans want who to play more, and some are in favor of Maddox, a lot are in favor of Taylin. Um, Right now, I, I gotta say, like it worked. Like it didn't feel conventional by any means. Like, it looked different. It looked weird at times. It didn't always feel smooth. But if you add up their numbers at the end of the day, you would take that out of your starting quarterback any day of the freaking week. Uh, yep. 13, 13 to twenty four for two thirty in the air, um, and then uh, seventy nine on the ground with three rushing touchdowns and, and two passing touchdowns. I mean, five total touchdowns out of your starting quarterback. Anybody would take that. And if there was if if it was one guy putting up that stat line, I mean that yeah. guy probably would have been, been Mountain West offensive player of the week. Five total touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, you, you again, it doesn't it doesn't look, you know, it's not a conventional way to approach this. And you know, one thing that even Bush Hamden said yesterday, like what I think it was Mike Prater that asked him, like, what'd you learn? And even Bush kind of like laughed for a second. <laughs> I'd rather like, have one quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, like he kind of said it in like a joking tone, but like you know that there was some seriousness to it as well, that he would rather have one quarterback. And it, I think there's a lot – I really do think it adds a lot to the plate of a guy like Bush Hamden when you – not only are you figuring out like, you know, you're looking down like what play do I want to call, but you got to be like, okay, who do I got on the field to call this play? Yeah, he said there was, what, 40 to 50 in a normal game, 40 to 50 different personnel groups they go with, and that's not even thinking about the quarterback being a di you know different for the right. different personnel groups. So they're talking about, yeah, it's almost two different game plans. We, we can yeah. run this set of plays with Taylor. We can run that. We like to run this set of plays with Maddox. I mean, um, because yeah. honestly, Jay, I'm just going to, like, if, if you can run the play with either guy, then, like, the first guy should just stay in. Like, it doesn't make much Like, you want to be bringing a guy in that runs a, set, a play he's better at, right? So, yeah. Um, the whole thing is very, I still think it's kind of confusing. I think the coaches were trying to figure it out last week. I, I said mm -hmm. it yesterday, so we don't need to rehash it, but I thought some, at some times in that game, it was just odd. The first third down of the game, you're already switching it. That um, was weird. I, I gotta uh, say like, and then the third down at the end of the game where Taylor's doing great and they're, they're one, you know, they, he, Maddox Matson hasn't played in an hour. It's third and three to win the game with a first down. And all of a sudden Maddox Matson comes back in and then fumbles a snap. Like, yeah. uh, and that's not even counting the drive where Maddox took him all the way down the field. Then they bring in Taylor. And then I know Ashton fumbling had nothing to do with Taylor coming back in, but it was just, it, there was at least three times where I was like, what are they doing? Mid drive switching like that. I think that they like, I'm going to guess that they like, that was, that was, a, I, I'm, I think that that was going to be a quarterback sneak. And I think that they probably liked the shorter, more compact quarterback for the actual sneak on that play that's just my guess 
but um because it was you know it looked like a run play put Taylor back on the field but it looked like they were going to do a quarterback sneak and i think that you know kind of a longer body you know we see this like tush push or whatever or the fit what i can't remember what they call it in philly now there's there's a the yeah i can't man uh it's blanking my uh, escaping my memory at the moment but a smaller compact guy you know jalen hurts isn't the biggest quarterback in the world i mean he's big but he's not the tallest quarterback in the world and they're really effective with what they do so i think that that's what they're kind of setting up or aiming to do on that play and then maddox fumbled the ball um i will say that you know I, oh, actually no, i'm gonna back this up even a little bit further the coaches were actually pretty transparent at the end of the day. Like, if you go back and you listen to everything they said last week about this whole thing, yeah, some of it wasn't necessarily believable because we hadn't seen it with our own eyes, but they were actually pretty transparent. Like, they were going to use both quarterbacks on on any given drive, and it was the first drive of the game where we saw that, and I was like, wow, I they certainly called my bluff. I did not think that they were going to do that that early in the game, and on third and long, here comes Maddox Madsen. And it didn't work on that drive because he got sacked. But um, Overall, at the end of the day, the numbers were actually pretty good, and it did not start off well, but it ended really well. And now they got to figure out a way, BJ, to do it again. I think, and I think it's perfectly. I think it's a, a a perfectly acceptable question to ask if this is sustainable or not. Because if it was sustainable, you would see a number of other teams around the country doing this, and the the ones that do and are successful just simply are few and far between. Like this doesn't happen that often. And as somebody brought up yesterday with me and Johnny, I forget who the commenter was, but it is a little different too, where the primary QB is the running is the quote unquote running QB. I mean, not to say Taylor Green can't throw, but a lot of times the guy you bring in for the plays here and there was like when you brought in Montel Cozart as the secondary guy. He was your right. short yardage guy. He was the yep. guy to get the first down the running. So uh, I'm not labeling Taylor Green as a running QB. He can throw the ball, but what I'm saying is usually in the 2BQ system, more times than not, you saw it how Brett was in there, more of the passer, and then when you yep. need to do some things in the running game, that's when you switch. So yeah. it's a little different that you're making the switch on third and long or whatever to the passing QB. Yeah, I, I was I was kind of actually talking about that with your boy Jordan last week too, and that's, that's kind of my take on it as well, is that when Montel would come in, it was more of like the specialized run play, something like that, and your, your primary QB was on the field more. Now, I, I do think that that is – the overall goal still with Taylor Green, but that's not how it worked out against San Jose State. Uh, the fact that the slope can be that slippery, I guess, is kind of interesting. Brotherly shove. Thank you, Dayton Robinson and Nate, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Ashton Genty's fumbles. If you're concerned with that, I want to talk about the defense a little bit. Yeah. And I want to ask you your Mountain West basketball preseason first team uh, ahead of uh, me heading down to uh, Las Vegas for media days. But first, got to pay a couple bills. Quick 90-second timeout. We'll be right back on Bronco Nation News. All Bronco Nation News broadcasts come from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premix premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Spirits, perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Our title sponsor is RowPaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out RowPaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact RowPaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is RowPaint.com. 
Idaho Central Credit Union has been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU.com. Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone, get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line, and find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Former Bronco Matt Bauscher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at BauscherRealEstate.com. One of the reasons we ask you to watch on YouTube, Jay, and not Twitter or Facebook is we uh, have some polls going. Curious, the polls of Bronco Nation. So we have a live poll going right now in YouTube chat. Make sure you get that in. Uh, eight and a half point spread. Uh, Colorado State game on Saturday at our friends at Circa Sports. Uh, eight and a half point spread. W- simple question on our YouTube poll. Will Boise State cover the eight and a half point spread? Uh, yes or no? And right now, Jay, 71% of the votes saying yes. Oh, we're up to 72% now saying yes. Uh, well, covering why, why, uh, eight and a half point spread. Why wouldn't they? I think they will. I think we have to question the loyalty of 28% of your viewers. Well, then you got to question the viewership, the, the loyalty of John Mallory, because last night on Ball Talk, uh, Sanford took Boise State. Which I think that almost almost every game this season, Sanford has taken Boise State to cover, and Johnny has taken the other team to cover. So uh, that has been pretty consistent. And sure enough, last night Johnny uh, said he thinks it's going to be a very close game. And, and what did, what did you go? What, what the line close at for last week's show? I mean, I know it opened at seven, it closed at nine. So when did you guys pick? Uh, Who pushed? Monday. It was Monday. Whatever the Circa Sports line was Monday night. I forget. I what think we, it was seven last Monday. Huh. So Johnny I lost. What we went. I forget what we went with. I'm just yeah. going to assume Mike Sanford won Seven that battle or something. Yeah, Johnny I, lost it. They are a hundred. They are tied through six weeks of the Circus Sports yeah. Pick'em on Ball Talk. They literally have the exact same uh, record uh, in the Pick'em contest. So uh, if you're uh, wanting to make some money, you'd be up six games right now. You'd be up a few bucks if you listen to uh, to Johnny and Sanford. And let me tell you, I'm in those pre-show meetings ten minutes before the show starts. They put a ton of effort into making those picks. I mean, they are. Searching lines three minutes before the show, trying to, trying to get. <laughs> uh, no, they, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun. And uh, ball talk was great last night. Mike Sanford, uh, obviously a former quarterback, so go back and check that out. He's talking about the two QB system and all the stuff going on with Boise State right now. Um, go back and, and check it out. So, uh, offensively, Jay, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse here all week long, but I, I do think the Ashton Genty fumble situation is something worth uh, getting your opinion on because, um, man, the dude is a heck of a player. One of the top, I mean, you, you've asked it a couple times this week, is he the best running back in the country? Um, but he's got four fumbles, four lost fumbles in six games. I know they both came in two games, um, but uh, I mean, it, it just can't happen. I mean, I, and so I don't know what, what your thought, I mean, they're not going to bench him. He's a great player. I guess you take the good with the bad at times. His running style just doesn't go down. You have, the, you know, I asked Bush Hamden about that. Like, how do you coach that where that is his game, like pushing forward for the extra three, four yards, taking on that contact, but that also opens him up a little bit to some guy that he doesn't see coming in and that seventh arm getting a hand on the ball and knocking it away. Um, I like this phrase, when in trouble, double. Uh, and uh, when, when there's guys around, you just got to get that second hand on the ball. Um Great player, but got a fumble problem. What do you make of Ashton Genty? Um, 
I'm going to probably take a little bit of a different stance on this first. I, I love the fact that he didn't get benched. And for some reason, I think there's points in time. He did for one for one drive, the last seven minutes of the second quarter. He, he did, but um, you looked at like the New Mexico, or the, uh, excuse me, the North Dakota game. He was, he was on the pine a little bit longer than that. And then they got in a certain situation where, you know, they wanted to utilize um, the wildcat package and he's the running back that operates that. So they almost had to put him back in the game. He gets in the game and he goes and scores a touchdown, but that was really it after those two fumbles against North Dakota. Uh, last week against San Jose state, he does, you know, he, they put him on, they, they set him down for the final seven minutes of the second half, but BJ, he barely missed an offensive play in the second half. Yeah. And I guess what I'm, I, I mean by that is, not only I, I love the trust out of the coaching staff is to be like, hey, he's going to figure it out. I also love, you know, they, the fact that they needed him. Like he is their best. He's their best player. Yep. He is their best player, like without a doubt. And it's not a point in time where you can prove it with anything of saying, you know, he's, you know, if he fumbles, like we got to, this is a learning lesson. You have to play him. And they did play him. And he ends up with 138 yards from scrimmage. They don't win that game. There is no way they win that game without Ashton Genty's bounce back. It doesn't happen. Yeah. And so is there a problem? Sure. I mean, I think that he would admit that. I think the thing about it now that you have to worry about is now opposing defenses, they know that they got a chance. So now like their, their ability to go in and whether it be putting their hat on the ball, uh, trying to strip it, like now he becomes a target for that stuff. Oh, you know, that's in the scouting report. That's on yeah. the, uh, in the team meetings. Hey, two's vulnerable, man. You get a hand in there. You can knock yeah. it out. He's lost four fumbles this year. And so now right. you're right. There's going to be even more guys you're reaching for the ball. Right. And so now he's going to have a little bit of a target on him, but um, I honestly, at the end of the day, I'm actually not too concerned about it because of the, the amount of production that he has, um, that, you know, that he's, that he's put together this year. He's tied for the lead in the country in total touchdowns. He leads the country in yards from scrimmage. He leads the country in total touches. This is a guy that is only a true sophomore. I mean, at this time, two years ago, he was playing high school ball. At this time last year, his workload was kind of starting to increase, but he was, again, a compliment to starting running back George Halani. And now he is getting more production, more touches than he has ever seen before in his life. And I think that he is he is also having to learn on the fly right now. And um, it's just it, – it, there is no other option before it to happen before our very eyes on game day. There is no – development there is no here is your learning curve you're young it is get on the field play if you make a mistake we're gonna have to figure it out because you're too good for us to sit you on the bench especially with George Halani still out what do you make of uh, the defensive effort in the second half as we move along here um I you know I, I gave them a lot of praise and I got a lot of people writing back oh you know praise what are you talking about it was one half they're still terrible I mean yes the season numbers are still not good yeah. it is what it is but when I mean we were in the press box at halftime, Jay, talking. Like, it was literally – I think I asked you, like, is this as bad as it's been for you since you've been here? Because you got two years on me. Um, and I, it was a low point in yeah. Boise State football in my 11 years here at halftime. And it was worse than UTEP. It was – I just – you're at home. You're about to be two and four. Um, I, I thought that it was just a low point in the last 11 seasons that I've been covering Boise State football. And yes, they're not perfect. I'm not giving Andy Avalos a raise yet, or he's not the Mountain West coach of the year yet, like uh, last year he was. Not some people forget that. Um, but um, I, I do, uh, I, I for what they did in the second half to win that game, I think Spencer Danielson and Andy Avalos for the second half performance 
deserve a ton of credit. Now, is it sustainable? Is the first five games what we, you know, what we're going to see more times than not the rest of the season, or did they figure something out magically and now it's back uh, for the rest of the season and they're just going to dominate? What's your take? I'm not going to predict that they're going to dominate. I can tell you that. I I do. I'm I'm of the understanding that both can be true. Like you can say, "Hey, good job for the second half performance." The the turnaround the turnaround on defense was as remarkable as anything in that game. On offense, they were still doing okay in the first half. They just had a couple of turnovers that you know halted a couple of drives and led to points off turnovers for San Jose State. On defense, though, man, they couldn't stop anything in that first half. Chevin Cordero was averaging 15.1 yards per pass attempt. I mean, he threw for 242 yards in the first half alone. He was 11 of 16. Uh, He didn't have a passing touchdown, but, man, he could generate anything he wanted with his arm or his legs in that first half. And then you go to the second half, six carries, negative three rushing yards. In the first half, he had three carries for 32 yards and that one touchdown run. Uh, through the air in the second half, barely completed 50% of his passes. I think he was something like 12 of 22 for 83 yards, 22 pass attempts for 83 yards. That's like 3.7 yards per attempt. I'm bad at math and I could figure that out. They went from 15.1 yards per attempt in the first half to 3.7. I mean, after, you know, we asked Andy about it yesterday and he told me like, you know, they had one heck of an opening, uh, script for um, talking about San Jose State's offense. And once they finally got through that coming off of a bye week, they showed some things on uh, in the game that Boise State hadn't seen on tape. And yeah. once they finally got through that opening script, Boise State made some personnel adjustments, and that's when things really got corrected and settled down. I, I can't believe that it, it's that much of a, of a change you know, from one half to the other. But the second half, I mean, it gives you – it gives you some hope. And the thing about it that, you know, more than anything, BJ, is like I don't feel like they got lucky on defense in the second half. Like I, I feel like it was just a really good second half effort um, for, for Boise State. And it gives you hope, man, that maybe maybe they're learning, maybe they're growing, but they certainly have to back it up with more than just one half, 30 minutes of football. They, they have to figure out a way to be more than that. Hey, I, I mentioned that I'm heading down to Mountain West Basketball Media Days in Las Vegas. Let's uh, talk a little basketball as we finish up the show. But first, one final timeout. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Bronco Nation News is sponsored by Tommy Alquist and Ball Ventures Alquist, Idaho's premier commercial real estate development company. BVA projects specialize in office, retail, flex, medical, and industrial spaces located at some of the most strategic and visible locations in the Valley. Need a developer? Looking for new space? Think BVA. At BVA, we are Idaho's developer. The Nicolaisen family and SON management have proudly been operating Taco Bell restaurants in and around the Treasure Valley since 1969. One of the first to make a seven-figure donation to the Lyle Smith Society. They've also stepped up their support of Boise State Athletics with the Taco Bell Men's and Women's Basketball Endowed Scholarships. The Nicolaisen family and SON management have committed at least $310,000 by 2026. Get more information on their financial support at Boise State Athletics and find information on applying to work at Taco Bell at TacoBellWorks.com. Lithia Ford of Boise is a proud supporter of Boise State Athletics and the official car and truck of the Broncos. Lithia Ford of Boise supports Bronco student-athletes through NIL deals, including providing Ford vehicles to Taylor Green and Riley Smith from the football team and Paige Barsh from the volleyball team. Rain's family purchased RF-150 from Lithia Ford 
couldn't be happier with the purchase. Check out the all-electric F-150 Lightning or the electric Mustang Mach-E at Lithia Ford and make sure to check out their full inventory of vehicles at LithiaFordBoise.com. The Blue and Orange Store is the perfect spot to get all your gear for your next Bronco game. The Blue and Orange Store has official Nike apparel, including jerseys, shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, hats, and more. Wear what the Broncos wear and get it at the Blue and Orange Store, the second floor of the Boise Town Square Mall, or get free shipping on a $40 order online at theblueandorangestore.com. Going to be curious to see where the uh, Boise State women's basketball team is picked in the preseason poll, Jay. Uh, they bring back pretty much their entire team. Uh, they're, yeah. they're, uh, they do lose Anna Osley, uh, a tr- who transferred. But other than that, they literally bring back their entire team. Uh, she averaged 19.2 minutes a game and 5.8 points. But you bring back Elodie Lalotte, Abby Muse, uh, Maya Hansen, Natalie Pasco, Danny Bays, uh, Tatum Thompson had a great freshman year last year. Mary Kay Narrow. You go down the line. Uh, they took their lumps last year. It was a rough year. It's been a rough, you know, year two as they've been trying to turn things around. Um, but uh, they played a lot of young players last year. You know, a trio of freshmen, and they, you know, I, I they all stuck together in the, in the transfer portal era. Jay uh, Abby Muse already, I believe, the career record at Boise State in blocks, and yep. uh, you know, an All Mountain West type player. That's someone that, you know, not going to lie, uh, you know, one of their best players, nine points a game, nine rebounds a game, 27 minutes, you know, started every game. Uh, and the number of blocks last year was at 93 in 33 games, so about three blocks a game. That's when you think transfer portal and all that, but they they kept her. They kept the entire team together. And uh, tomorrow, as I said, I will have uh, live interviews with Gordy Presnell and a couple of players. But uh, quick thought on the women's team heading into the year. Gordy's the goat, man. He has done an unbelievable job here at Boise State over the years, and I am excited to see what he can do. I think they've been working and building towards this year for two years now because they've been young for a long time, and now finally they get some experience, uh, and we'll see what that equates to. You know, with the the loss of Anna Osley, I think that's significant, but they've also had some other, you know, players come along and really develop, like Danny Bays last year. I mean, you know, I think that they'll miss the the shooting presence of Anna Osley at times, but mm-hmm. they, they've they've got some proven shooters now too. I think two years ago they were like literally the worst three point shooting team in 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 the country, and so now that they have finally you know gone through that experience, taken their lumps, they improved in that department in a big time manner last year. Natalie Pasco led the way um, in terms of shooting percentage, um, so I, I think that that's a team that can make a big jump this year and all of a sudden, you know, re-enter that discussion of, of uh, being a legit title contender in the Mountain West. And the thing about Gordy's teams that are awesome, you can almost predict how this is going to go, BJ. They're going to go like four and four or something right out of the gate. And then all of a sudden, they're not going to lose again until like mid-February <laughs> or whatever. That's just the way I that- will. Say, I will say this. the uh, they, they have a fairly, fairly easy schedule. schedule. So they, they should... <laughs> Four and four. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. They've had yeah. some bad losses in the non-con, but uh, the way they set this up, I think they want them to get some confidence, get some wins, and, and mm-hmm. be feeling good going into conference play. Yeah, they've got a couple decent games, but for the most part, they got a lot of winnable games. They, they should have a pretty good record, you would think, going into Mountain West play. My my point is, is that Gordy's teams always get better. Oh yeah, that, what you see early in the season is never what you see late in the season. Like he just has an ability to work his magic and his teams always peak at the right time and get better. It seems.
Yep. So that'll be tomorrow. Uh, no, we, we didn't shortchange the women. We're going down tonight. So we'll be there all day tomorrow covering the women. And we'll have, as I mentioned, interviews with Gordy. If you got some questions and players, be looking on social media tomorrow. We don't know. the. I think it's going to be 1130 in Boise. 1130 in Boise tomorrow. We'll have Gordy and the players. We are setting up the interview with the Mountain West Commissioner Gloria Navarez for tomorrow morning as well. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And then uh, Thursday, the men will take center stage. By the way, Jay, this is the first time in I want to say four or five years, they've done the media days in person. Uh, they mm -hmm. switched them to, to Zoom during COVID. Um, frankly, during football season, that wasn't the worst thing in the world to be able to just do the interviews and everything and get the footage and, and not have to travel somewhere. It's a little easier, I guess, because we go straight on to, to Colorado for the football after this. But um, the men, uh, I, I think we expect Boise State to be probably second, maybe third. Uh, New Mexico mm -hmm. is supposed to be pretty good. They're going to get some love. I mean, San Diego State has to be the league favorite after making the title game last year. Uh, but I, I had Boise State second in my preseason poll. I got Tyson Degenhardt as the preseason player of the year. But there is some really good talent. And I'm going to say this in, in, in even more specific, Jay, because we were talking about this last week, looking at who we were going to vote for, the guard play in this league. When you look yeah. at some of the some of the guards in this league, man, it is hard to find a, a uh, first team, second team. When you go from the, the uh, Isaiah Stevens to Lamont Butlers to the Mashburn and House and Max Rice, and you go down the line with these guards – um, there's a lot of really good guards in this conference and it made for picking five guys, uh, fairly tough uh, for the preseason yeah. team. Yeah. Especially because you felt like you want to get a big on there. Right. So my big was Tyson Dagan. <laughs> He's not even going to be a big this year. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll probably find some time at, I don't know. It always seems like he finds his way to the four and five at times with, with, a, with a given rotation. And he probably will at some point this year, but you're exactly right. And so that why it kind of, feels like you have to break the mold. I think the guard play in the league is going to be unbelievable this year. I do have Boise State at number two. It's really funny because you kind of look around, BJ, and you try to gauge other people's opinions as you just, you know put your put your poll together. Yeah. So someone had them at six. I'm like, wow. What? They don't – even in down years, they don't finish six. And, and they're, they're – I was the same loaded. person that had UNLV football picked to win the league, I think. Probably, right? So I had them at two, and I feel pretty confident about that. But, man, this is I another – Another season, one through six in this league is going to be very good, especially if Isaiah Stevens can stay healthy. I think Colorado State could be a little bit of the sleeper just because of, you know, Stevens was in and out of the lineup so frequently last year. But yep. they do return some sneaky talent. And I think they've added a couple of pieces there that uh, Colorado State could could be back in the mix in a, in a hurry. Uh, Nevada, they, they got back, you know, after, a year ago. You know, they got they lost so many people to the transfer portal and coming back this year, they were able to like really keep their nucleus intact with with uh, Lucas and Blackshear. They're going to be really tough again. Uh, Boise State's going to be tough with Mashburn and House. I mean, that duo alone could is going to contend for a Mountain West title. It's funny because I, I do have San Diego State as my number one, but they definitely got to prove it like they they lost a lot. They brought in a lot. They got to yeah. find a you know, they, they got to mesh and gel and see if they can have another typical San Diego State type season. But I am giving them the benefit of the doubt. You play for a national championship. You bring back a couple of your key players and then complement those key players. I think they're worthy of the top spot. And I won't say who it was, but I mean, there, the, the, there are so many good players that when you were asking me kind of who was on my team, I mentioned somebody and you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't even have them on the first team. And you had to like make a change. Like there's, there are so many good players that you yeah. could, you could conceivably pick seven, eight, nine players. If you're talking about who gets first place votes, I'll bet you, or who gets a vote for the all Mount, you know, Mountain West team, I bet you there's, you could go eight, nine guys. It's not that obvious this year. 
it's not that obvious this year. And you can go ahead and say for a good reason because there's a lot of good players. Some years you can't find five. There's like yeah. ten you could put on the first team this I, year. Yeah, you can say it. I, f- I forgot about San Diego. San Diego State's best player coming back this year. You can go. You can go ahead and say it. only because like you look at like his numbers last year. Yeah, stat wise, he's, he's probably not going to put up top five yeah. stats in the league. But he's kind of right. that Matt Bradley. Uh, uh Mitchell I forget Mitchell's first name they had there just these kind of glue guys and mm-hmm. he's you know when you're the went to the title game last year you probably got to have somebody on first team that's the same reason why and people are going to hate this um I didn't pick the nicest guy in the league as the preseason Mountain West player of the year I'm sorry Tyson I think you have too I think Tyson has too much talent around him this year to like at the end of the year Jamal Mashburn Jr is probably going to put up 20 points a game Yep. And there there are too many people that don't watch every Boise State men's basketball game to understand the true value of Tyson Dagenhart to this team. Mm-hmm. And they're going to see and they're, they're going to look at Tyson. He's going to average 14 a game. And they're going to look at Jamal Mashburn and they'll be like, oh, he averaged six more points per game. I'm just going to check the, bar, the, the, the uh, box next to Jamal Mashburn Jr. Yep. Tyson Dagenhart probably is the most valuable player in the league. I, I am very confident in saying that. But at the end of the day, I just know how some of this stuff goes, and I think that, that with the amount, with the volume that Jamal Mashburn is going to shoot this year, he is going to probably be a front runner to be Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. Well, we'll uh, talk a little more on Thursday if we can make it work on Thursday, Jay. We'll I'll be down we'll in Vegas. Uh, we'll uh, maybe talk a little more hoops on Thursday if we if we do it. If if not, we'll have live shows all day with the players and coaches. So I'm not uh, super worried about it. But uh, somebody was asking about Amari Moore as we wrap this up. No, he's gone from San Jose State. Uh, Boise State was the only Mountain West school that did not lose a starter to the transfer portal. Um, San Jose lost Diallo too to to Central Florida, the big guy. They lost some other guys. Uh, there were a lot of big time departures. Uh, San, uh, New Mexico lost. Both their big guys. You mentioned San Diego State losing a lot of their guys. So going to be a you know somewhat of a new look league, but a lot of uh, star power returning as well. I think it's going to be a fun yeah. league, and looking forward to getting down to Las Vegas to uh, check it out. So Jay, appreciate it. We got interviews today. Both quarterbacks, Talon Green, Maddox Madsen, both going to speak with the media uh, around eleven fifteen today. And so I know KTVB will have full coverage of that online, and then all the various newscasts tonight. We'll have uh, the full interviews up on the BNN YouTube channel. Mike Prater is going to have his column posted uh, this evening on the uh, relationship between the two quarterbacks. I know he talked to Bart Hendricks and a couple other quarterbacks just about that quarterback and backup quarterback relationship. And then when they both get in and start playing, how that works. So uh, read that from Mike Prater uh, coming up uh, tonight on BNN. So appreciate all the comments. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. Jay, appreciate you. And uh, we will uh, do it tomorrow. John Mallory's new day on Wednesdays. That'll be tomorrow. I will be at the uh, Circa Sportsbook uh, doing the show tomorrow morning before I head over to Media Days, so looking forward to that. But uh, have a great day, everybody. We appreciate you checking us out. Go subscribe. We'll talk to you later. Bronco Nation News Live, bronconationnews.com. You looking for a new job? Well, how about getting into the trucking industry? Our friends at Transportation Compliance Service can help you every step of the way, whether it's the big rig on your screen, the Amazon truck in your neighborhood, all the paperwork, all the things you need. Let them help you out. Transcomservice.com. They'll have you out there towing that first load in no time. Transcomservice.com. United Commercial Insurance makes business insurance easy. They can write business policy insurance in 44 states around the country. UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. Give them a call, 229-8222. Bronco Nation News, a proud client of United Commercial Insurance. We highly recommend you do as well at UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. The Reigns family is happy to have made the switch to Boise Dentistry Co. Highly recommend you do as well. Dr. Miner and his staff. 
full family dentistry for the whole family. They make it an enjoyable experience to go to the dentist, and we highly recommend you check them out. Five locations in the Treasure Valley. You may think you're happy with your dentist. You'll be even happier if you make the switch to Dr. Miner and company. Check them out online, boisedentistryco.com. The pounds continue to fall off, and it's thanks to Dave and our friends over at Lean Feast. Check them out, leanfeast.com slash meridian. Full customizable meal prep. You want to go into the store, pick out your meals individually. That's great. It's right there on Eagle Road in Meridian. Or you can do it all online at leanfeast.com slash Meridian, and they'll deliver it to you. 208-487-5782. They're feeding the football team, the basketball team, Taylor Green, Ashton Genty, Tyson Degenhart, and more. Check them out. Lean Feast. Leanfeast.com slash Meridian. Still time to get that fall round of golf in, and you need to do it at Timberstone Golf Course out in Caldwell. Book a tee time at playtimberstone.com. The best greens in the valley, new technology, new golf carts, friendly environment, fun, challenging course. Check them out. Timberstone Golf Course. Book your tee time today, and I'll see you out there. Playtimberstone.com.